Hi, Rav Judy here with Masachet Yoma, Perak Vav, Mishnah Vav. May I say, what would the Ish E.T., the person who had taken the goat for Azazel out to the edge of the precipice, uh, what would he do now? Chulek Lashon Shel Zahurit. So in the fourth parak, we talked about how there was a piece of red or scarlet wool, uh, crimson wool, that was tied uh, around the horns of the goat that was going out to Azazel. He would now take it and split it in half. Chetzio Kashar Vitzela, half of it he would tie to a rock up top where he was, so it wouldn't blow away, you know, it, it would stay there. Chetzio Kashar Ben on up. The other half he would tie between the horns of the goat, so it's kind of across the horns. And he would push the uh, push the goat backwards. It would fall down the side of the hill. It would, it would basically be shechted on the way down. Uh, I had the opportunity some years back to go with a very good tour guide out into the Judean desert. And they showed me the mountain that is most likely Azazel. And it's it's both steep it's also jagged. It's made of flint stone, not flint stone like Barney Rubble, um, but the actual flint stone. It's it's sharp rock. It's the kind of thing, tsur. It's the kind of rock that one would use. For example, um, when Sipora wants to give a bris to her sons uh, in the very strange episode in the fourth parak of Sefer Shmod, she uses sewer. She uses this kind of rock. It's it's sharp. It's basically knife-like. And so effectively, this goat that is not getting a shechita, and it's not going to be a korban of a normal sort, does get some sort of a natural shechita as it's going down. So it's already been cut up by the time it gets halfway down. And then the, the Ishiti, once he's done his job, he goes back to the last of the booths that he had been moving from booth to booth. goes back to the last booth. Uh, the truth is he's walking a distance on Shabbos and Yantif that one normally doesn't walk um, without having some sort of a break there. But he had to do this mitzvah, and we see it as being dangerous for him to stay out in the desert till night. So he comes back to safety of the, the nearest booth. <clears throat> the uh, the Torah tells us that he he becomes tame when he goes through this process. At what point does his clothing become tame? The tame kama says from the time that he had left Yerushalayim, his garments already became tame as he heads out into the desert with the with the goat. Rishimon says that it's from the time that he pushes down the goat. Now, I know at the beginning of the Mishnah, the Mishnah doesn't say it here, but it'll be upcoming, that he had tied a piece of the uh, the wool around a rock. The reason for that is that when the goat goes down and there is kapara, there's atonement offered to Amisrael, there was a miracle that happened that the wool would turn white. Um, however, if all the wool went down with the goat, you wouldn't be able to see it. So you need to keep some of it up, but some of it's supposed to go down with the goat. Uh, the concern there says the Gemara is that if all the wool was kept up, he might think that like, oh, well, maybe I don't really need to push the goat. Maybe it just kind of happens. Or, you know, he might be derelict in his duties. So part of it goes down with the goat. Part of it stays up top to stay white. And if you remember, there was a piece that stayed in the Beit HaMikdash, but we will get back to that shortly.